Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that it will encourage and inspire you. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, church. We are in the month of September and we are really hoping to be able to meet in a physical church. But we are still looking at the numbers and until the numbers go down, we are praying that uh, probably by the 3rd or fourth week of September, we'll be able to meet physically again. But while we wait, we pray also that the vaccination rate will increase and uh, uh, that uh, some of us are longing to come back to the physical church. This morning, I'd like to continue my Why series on Why Church Matters. As we are making plans to return to the physical church, and uh, some of us probably have uh, lost sight of what uh, the physical church is all about because we are so accustomed and so used to meeting online now. The COVID pandemic, which started early last year, 2020, has closed down most churches. In fact, all places of worship were closed and it forced many places of worship to go online. Churches were not exempted, while some churches decided to wait it out. They thought initially it will be temporary, but it has gone on for 18 months and probably will go on for the next couple of months and into two years, depending on where you are. Like it or not, most churches have gone online, whether YouTube, Facebook, Zoom. Along the way, we have also discovered some interesting things this morning. I'd like to share that with you, why church matters, why church matters. Number one, as we look at it, we also discover that online church has certain benefits. As a church, we discover that we have experienced certain ex new experiences as we decided to go online. Number one, we discover that it has been able to reach more people. Before that, we were so confined to the church between these four walls. But since the church got online, we begin to allow God to widen our scope. Before, we were only concerned about those who come to church. Since this pandemic, it has opened up our perspective to those who are not in a physical location or in a geographical location. We discover that many people uh, decided to join us online. And so it's a big benefit. Not only our church alone, many churches have seen increase in online viewers and they are blessed by it. It allows more people to join the service. It allows the church to extend beyond the four walls of the church. And then secondly, we also discover that it benefits those who are staying outstation and also those who have gone overseas. And, and 
our weekly online, we have visitors from America and, and, and Christchurch in New Zealand, in Singapore, in Kotabaru, Trungano, Penang, Ipoh, Taiping. And, and we are blessed even from Sabah and Sarawak. We are, we are blessed in the sense that it has allowed the church to go beyond the four walls. And so we are thankful. And also we discover that it also reaches people who are not mobile because of age and because of the distance of their location to the church and because they are not so uh, mobile, they benefited watching online service at home. And so we are thankful. We are thankful for those who are tuning in from America, from all overseas. We are thankful that you join us faithfully every Sunday. So good to see you. And then thirdly, we also discover that online helps us to breach those who are still not comfortable in light of this raging pandemic. The numbers are still there. Many people are not comfortable to be in a crowded place. And so even though you may open up the church, there will still be some segment of people that will not come. And so we are thankful that they can watch the service from the comfort and the safety of their home. And so we thank the Lord for that as well. Fourthly, it also provides opportunity for those who are working on Sunday, those who are in hurry, it helps people to be part of a service anytime and it gives members more alternatives. And so sometimes they have a certain uh, assignment to do. They got young families, they got older people to take care. And so now that the church has gone online, they can watch it anytime they want, from any location they want. And so we discover that church service is not just confined to a specific day, a specific time, at a specific location. Now they can join in anytime, any day, any place. And so we are thankful for online services. Number five, the fifth benefit of online service is this. It gives an opportunity for those who are still not quite sure. Maybe some of you are watching this morning. You are still not quite sure whether this is the church. And so you can go church surfing. You want to familiarize yourself with the church and those who are seeking, not quite sure what church is all about. And so this online is the first experience you ever have. And so it introduces the church to you. It allows the outsiders and those visitors to experience your service. And so we pray right, that you will be blessed by this online service this morning. Sixthly, there's also another reason it is effective tool for members to forward the link, the YouTube link, the, the Zoom link to invite their friends to join in. It is such a convenient. We no longer need to go and, 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 and share the gospel. We can introduce the services to them and they can watch in an unthreatened atmosphere in the context of their home and they can follow the following. 
And so we are thankful that it is an effective tool as well. And finally, it also increases the capacity space of the church facility. Some churches are small, some churches are limited in space. And so when we go online, more people can attend, more people can tune in, and more people can be blessed. And so we are thankful for online services. But as good as online services are, there is also a downside to it. Thank God for the benefits. But there are also some caution that I'd like to share with you this morning. And number one, it is this. It minimizes local church involvement, thereby damage one's faith. You realize that when you can watch it in the comfort of your home, but there is not much interaction. Previously, when you come to a physical church, it allows you to serve. It allows the worship team, it allows the usher, it allows people to pray with one another. It allows a lot of local involvement. Unfortunately, online services doesn't provide that space. And so there is a downside to it. Secondly, there is also a lack of local connection that leads to a lack of interest in the local needs. Sometimes we watch an online proceeding from the home and we feel even though we are blessed by the worship, we are blessed by the message, we are still not connected. We need to be connected to a local body to give expression. And so this is another negative aspect of online. Why church matters? Number three. Thirdly, overexposure to media can damage one's faith. Sometimes we just lock in here and there. We, like in the Bible says, we are, have itching ears. We will, we will follow those preachers or churches that we like to hear, the messages we like to hear, and so we switch off those that we don't like to hear. And so here again, we, we were just tuned to those that we like, we switch off those that we don't like. Two weeks ago, you have heard that the preaching of God's Word is supposed to cause offense. Sometimes we get offended through the preaching of God's Word. That is supposed to make us uncomfortable and yet to move on to stir us to good work. So sometimes overexposure also kind of damage our faith. Number four, online worshippers don't have the opportunity to serve. And this is so true. Many of us can become so used to watching online, we don't know what serving is all about. And this is where, uh, if you're not careful, when we don't have people using their gift, maximizing the gift of God that is upon their life. Fifthly, consumerism, Christianity could be easily become the norm. Sometimes, if we are not, we are not careful, uh, uh, online services becomes like a TV channel. 
It's like a remote control in our hand. We can switch it off, switch it on. And if we don't like it, we move to the Netflix movie. And so it becomes like a consumer. But unfortunately, the church is not a consumer-based thing. And we need to be uh, uh, warned about that. Then, online church can become easily about me. We like, we watch. We don't like, we don't watch. We like the worship, we watch. We don't like the worship, we switch off. And this can become about us, no longer about others. And, 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 and if this goes on, then it produces a, a, a new breed of Christians that are so used to switching on and off and no participation and no involvement at all. And then finally, spiritual discipline and accountability could easily fall away. You need to be, belong to a church. We are the church. The church is a body. And until you and I understand that, then we are not accountable. All right? Some of us don't like the word accountable, but it is important as we go along. So why? Coming back to the question, why does church matter? Why do we need to belong to a church? I know churches all over the world are beginning to open up physically, and that's why I feel a need to address this. Why does church matter? If it doesn't matter, then we all can continue to stay at home and watch online services. But this morning, let's look into the scripture why we need to belong to a church. Number one, we need to belong to a church to be able to be built up with other believers. The scripture tells us, build on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. In other words, the book of Corinthians also tells us the body may be one. There is one body, but the members of the body are many. And so we are part of the many parts of the body. And unless you are attached to a body, you won't be able to function. That's why church matters. Can you imagine you sitting at home, you are the head, you are the brain, you are the arms, you are the leg, you are the kidney, you are the heart. No, you don't have, you cannot be everything. It's only when we come together, we begin to see that we belong to a larger part of the body. Secondly, why church matters? Well, we need brothers and sisters to encourage us, to exhort us, to challenge us, to build us in the faith. So we need to encourage one another and build up others as well. The Word of God tells us, let the Word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another. And the Thessalonians say, therefore encourage one another, build up one another. And so how can you and I build up one another when we are all alone in the home? 
There is no one to pray with you. There is no one to encourage you. There is no one to laugh with you. There is no one to weep with you. There is no one to sharpen you iron against iron. And there is no one. And so that effect is missing if we continue to choose to remain at home. I'm not saying either or. I foresee a day where this hybrid will continue. We will have the online, we will have the physical as well. Both will serve the purpose of God. The online will continue to break all boundaries and all spears, but at the same time, we need the physical church for the obvious reason we need to belong to a body. And number three, we need to worship together with others. I know that you can worship God at home, but the worship experience in a church is very different from worshiping God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart unto the Lord. The atmosphere is different when we worship God with others. It is electrifying. It is beautiful when together with one voice, we worship God as one body. So let me encourage you. You know, I don't know how your worship experience is at home right now, but I long to be able to worship with the saints. I long to hear the voices of the saints when they, with one voice, sing to the Lord. I long to see spiritual gifts. All right. I long. The next question is, number four, we need to be stirred up by one another to good works and good deeds. How can we do that when we remain at home? The Bible tells us in Hebrew, let us consider stirring up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And so this is pretty obvious. You can't encourage yourself by being alone. It's only when we come together, we see the different expression of the grace of God. There is a song, there is a chorus that we used to sing in the 70s. And, and I don't know whether we sing that again. You know, I love you with the love of the Lord. It goes like this, I love you with the love of the Lord, for I can see in you the glory of my King, and I love you with the love of the Lord. Many times we cannot, but when we come together, we can see the grace of God operating, we can see the gifting of God in another person, and together we are able to you know, beautify the body of Christ. So I urge you, if you have good reasons to stay at home, well, carry on, stay at home. But if you need the gifting, the stirring, then we cannot give excuses for not coming. So, all right, we need to do that. Number five, we also need to grow together and use our spiritual gift. You know, if we... We don't meet together physically, then our gifting. The Word of God says this, From whom the whole body joined together, held together 
by every joint which is equipped, which part is working properly, making the body grow so that it can build itself up in love. And so it is when we come together, we build up one another, spiritual muscle, we build up with each other's gift, and we are able to use the gift. Your gifting isn't blessing anybody when you are at home. If you have a gift of healing, you are not exercising the gift. If you have a gift of prophetic utterance, you are not blessing others. You are not able to pray. You are not able to encourage others all by yourself. It is only in a context when the church gets together, the spiritual gifting of mercy is extended, encouragement is extended, giving is extended, and, and that's where people benefited. So, number six, why church matters? Because we need brothers and sisters to pray for us. They need us to pray for them as well. So there will, there, will, there will come a time where we need prayer. And there will come also a time you need to pray for others. Therefore, the book of James says, Confess your sin to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. And the prayer of a righteous man have great power at it is working. So there you are. If we don't come together, there is no confessing of sin to one another. There is no prayer for one another. And if you are stuck at home, you wonder who is going to pray with you. So my friends, why church matters? Why? So that together we can minister to one another. And number seven, uh, finally, we need to be part of a church for the sake of our children. I know many of you are at home, but children need example of their parents and other believers. It's only when we begin to worship together with others, listening to the Word of God, that we may not realize it, but actually we are setting an example of our commitment to God. And so this morning, your children, your youth need to come together and mix with the others in the church. Your children cannot grow alone. Your teenagers cannot grow alone. Your wife need other ladies to talk to. Your husband need other men to minister to. And so it's a collective body. And finally, I know this is not in the slide, but I like to say this in closing. You know, the church cannot be a missionary center. The church cannot be a corporate weakness if we are scattered all over. It is only when the community of believers and the household of faith comes together, we see a collective corporate weakness. Harvest Christian Assembly is a corporate weakness. It's a community base. Even though we are in different locations, there is that unity when we come together. There is that strength when we come together. There is that corporate weakness that when we come together. Why, we, why church matters? For the above reason that I have shared with you. So praise God for online services. Continue to tune on, tune in. 
And we encourage you, wherever you are, oversee and outstation, continue. We love to see you. But at the same time, when meeting physically is possible, we hope that we'll be able to see you back in church. And so, this morning, being the first week of the month, uh, we like to serve communion again, and we trust that you have the emblems with you uh, again. Uh, when, when it comes to the communion, you realize that we cannot just do it by ourselves. We cannot do it by ourselves. Every time you find the breaking of bread, it is usually among believers, the body of Christ. So this morning, I know if you are gathered as a family, how nice it would be that the corporate body gets together and break bread together, signifying the body of Christ. So allow me to pray with you this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the church. You said you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Even during this pandemic, physically, we have not been able to meet. Thank God for the online services. Thank God for those who are watching in from overseas and outstation. We say a prayer for those who are sick in body, who are not able to come physically. We ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would touch them and strengthen them. We pray also, Lord, for this bread and cup that we hold in our hand. We thank you that every time when we take the bread and the cup, we're reminded of the body of Christ. And with this day, we remember everyone that are connected. Wherever they are watching, wherever they are listening, this morning we pray that as we take the bread and drink of the cup, we rejoice in the salvation and the redemption that you have given unto us. Bless the bread, Lord. Bless the cup as we partake of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's take the bread. And in the same manner, let's drink the cup. Lord, continue to build your church all over the world. We say, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. In this challenging time, we pray, Lord, strengthen your church wherever they may be, in different locations. Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that your grace will be upon every individual. We ask in Jesus' name that you will build your church. Thank you for the healing that is found in your church. Thank you for the gifting that is found in your church. Thank you for the grace of God that is found in your church. Bless your church, we pray. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.